Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody loves a comeback story, right? And you're getting one right now live from California. Standing in the left corner, standing seven foot, ten meters, likes to eat a lot of cheeseburgers. Brian Buzzsaw Caprino. And standing in the right side of your screen, he's the size of a BK meal. I don't know when the last time you had a BK meal. The little whopper, Chris the Bear Collins. How are you, Brian? Whopper, whopper, whopper. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's been so long. It's been well over 13 months, over a year. Um, it's great. I'm so glad we're back doing this. I know a few people are really happy we're coming back. So I'm glad we're starting this up again. It's it's This is going to be fun. Like Now that we figured out the scheduling and how... It can work between us and everything like that. And just so you all know, if you ever think there's bad blood between me and my brother, there's going to be bad blood between us, whoever's saying that. Yeah, so. we literally just went to San Jose and Redding like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Oh, See these forearms? Look at those forearms. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> sleeves on. All right, so let's get right into this thing, okay? So um, first off, we're having a huge weekend coming up in the football world um it is conference championship weekend we have the niners at philly and we have the Bengals at kansas city yep. first off let's hear your pick for the Bengals and chiefs Bengals and chiefs all right so as of today patrick mahomes is playing his ankles mm-hmm. cleared because he did uh he did tweak it um against the jags uh last week um I still think since he pulls this out, they're running on all cylinders. Uh, Joe Cool at the helm. Uh, he's going to be 4-0 after this weekend against the Chiefs in his career. Um, all they have to do is have everyone cover Travis Kelsey, and I think they're solid. I I agree. A um, little bit of fun facts for here. I, I did some research. You know, these aren't like, you know, our teams that we really follow, but I mean, they're top contending teams the past, like, especially with the Chiefs. Uh, last several years, but now the Bengals, like the last three years or so, um, they are almost identical in every single offensive stat, defensive stat. It, it's really weird. It's really weird. And the same is going to go for when we get into it, too, with the Philly and uh, Niners. They're yeah. actually closer, identical and stat wise for everything. But I totally agree. Bengals are going to roll over the Chiefs. Um, I'm actually predicting a 10 plus point factor in there. Yeah. Like by 10 or more points. Um, I mean, the mayor today of Cincinnati, I don't know if anybody saw it, uh, just basically declared Joe Burrow as Patrick Mahomes' dad on a paternity yeah. test. That's I what mean, it said. He, Joe, the thing about Joe Burrow is he has he has so much confidence. Mm-hmm. Like his all interviews he has with the press – He's just so calm, cool, collective. That's why he's Joe Cool. And that's Joe Cool. That's why they're calling it uh Burrowhead Stadium. I wish I could like wear a whole bunch of like chain. You know what? I think one of these episodes, I'm gonna just buy a whole bunch of chains and I'm gonna wear them around my neck. And we're gonna have a whole session about it. Yeah, 
I think that'd be a waste of money on your end, but <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, we'll go for the fake brands, you know, like the ones that you can find at like, you know, you remember the old quarter machines that you could get. I was little... just thinking that little bubble, <laughs> pop the bubble. Yeah, and you open. turn the knob and you get yeah. the golden necklace coming down and everything like that. So I might, I might go find a couple of those, but let's flip it over to NFC Eagles hosting the Niners, both teams. Like I said, statistically wise, offensively and defensively are perfectly matched. Like it, it, it doesn't if if you ever have time to like look on NFL.com or any sort of like stat like reference, it's crazy how perfect they are. And the reason why I think also the 49ers are are hitting that point in offensively is because you know Brock Purdy came late in the game. Yeah. But now has boasted those stats like to compare to like Jalen Hurts's time. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's I think I'm really excited for this game just because they're both just been powerhouses and man, the Niners are really good. Um I'm just going to do one of my pick right now. Um I'm picking Niners over Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um even if Brock Purdy has a bad game cuz I know a lot of people are waiting for his like blow up game which he hasn't really had yet um in his start so far. Um, they have enough weapons around him to cover that. Yeah, for they sure. They can they can utilize the short game with Christian McCaffrey or Brandon Ayuk. Like they can, they'll be solid even with Debo Samuel. I think I think Shanahan has a has a good game plan just in case there is that you know blow up game like on the horizon or you know even during this one uh, where he's not looking crisp and you know the crowd might be getting to him where he can just utilizes other other guys on the field and still pull this out because they still have the best defense in the league too. I I agree 100%. You can't ever leave out George Kittle. I know he's been um the last two games he's been cooking really well. Oh yeah. Um during the season, eh, like he had, you know, the injury here and there, but like he was kind of quiet, you know, not he wasn't a Travis Kelsey, you know, like where he stands out all the way, but he's still yeah. very productive. Well, someone who's who had him on his fantasy team this year, he had a very slow start coming back from the injury. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really vibing or getting a lot of uh, catches or targets from Garoppolo. But, you know, once Purdy came in, it was all systems. It's that check down. George it's Kittle. that yeah. check down every time. So he's got he's got Christian McCaffrey and he's got George Kittle to check down to if Ayuk and Debo aren't you know, smooth sailing out there. They're covered pretty well. So Shanahan has an infinite amount, like just a plethora. Like if you were an offensive coordinator or even head coach and you looked at this team and by the way, you got Trent Williams blocking for you too. Yeah. So it's like you have one of the best offensive linemen with you. So it's just like, if you lose no offense to Niners fans. Okay. (laughs) But if you guys lose this game, and I understand it's in Philly, it's a lot of pressure. I get it. Philly's a hard place to win at. But if you lose this game with this talent on your team, both defensively and offensively, I don't know what to say. That should be very disappointing. It should it should be. I it should be disappointing, but also you gotta think like I know they have all these guys other than their the thing is like the I mean, up until like the last few weeks that people have been like, well, Brock Purdy's not the guy. But now that, you know, he's had this playoff run and, you know, the last few games of the NFL season, he's been that guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Garoppolo went down, it was always, well, this team's complete. They just don't have a quarterback. They have the guy. He's unproven, of course. But I still wouldn't see it as a full disappointment. Like, it'd be disappointing if they lost, for sure. I picked yeah. them to go to the Super Bowl even before Garoppolo got hurt. But 
it to get that far with a rookie QB, like it's it's pretty impressive. But he's got the guys but, around him to make him even better. That's that's where I was gonna about to say is like you know put him with another team that doesn't have these players. I don't think he's gonna put up the numbers like he is. Oh, he's sitting at home with us. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um. So. What do you have for the final score then for both for both games? Man. I think for Cincy and KC, I have 27-20 Cincy. 27-20? Yeah. Okay. And then for Eagles and Niners, 31-24. So both just a single touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Lock it in, folks. If you guys agree with Brian on those picks, I mean, if you have the, you know, the bet MGM app, if you have, if you live in those areas and stuff like that, yeah. you heard it here first from Brian. You guys can hold him accountable. <laughs> you can, um, you know, do the whole cancel culture thing if he doesn't follow through with his answer. Yeah. If you um, lose your house, like that's yeah, on you, that's, honestly. Yeah. I mean, but if you want, you know, if, if Brian's your scapegoat, I feel like that's not fair. And then I have to come after you. So, yeah. Um, you don't want that. Um, I'm gonna go Cincy over Chiefs. I'm I'm going big. I'm going 35-24. Okay. And then with the Philly and Niners game, I'm going a six-point game here. Um, I'm going, I'm just thinking it's gonna be like 27 to like 21. It's gonna be something like that. Okay. Um I think that game's going to be a lot closer than the KC and Cincy game because we're seeing the exact same thing that Joe Burrow did last playoff run, and he's just rolling. Yep. So last two things on the NFL checklist, and then we'll be moving on. Um, really quick, Aaron Rodgers, who knows if he's coming back to Green Bay. Um, there's some speculation that he goes to the Jets because the Jets need a quarterback because they don't believe in Zach Wilson. And they're willing to give up like two first round picks is what I've heard and seen in articles. Um, to be honest, though, in, in my opinion, I don't think he leaves Green Bay. I think he signs a one year deal that's actually cheaper than what he was owed on this. If, you know, if the club did accept the, I think he had one more year option, but the, it's like crazy. It's like over 50 million dollars. Okay. Uh, I don't think he goes that route. I think they trade him. Well, if they do, who does he go to? You think the Jets? No, I, you know, I wrote down, I wrote down the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. So Derek Carr is part of that trade for sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Derek he's, Carr is he's part gone. of that. Um, I can actually see that happening and that'd be, and then he gets back with Devontae Adams. That's, that's going to be. It's gonna be interesting if that does, ha- and then he has Darren Waller, and he's got he's got a lot of guys there. So there's guys there. They just, I feel bad for Derek Carr because I think he's a scapegoat. He was he the is. scapegoat, but yeah, Rogers to Vegas makes a lot of sense in my mind. I think, I think that does make a lot of sense. I agree. I agree until I see it in headlines. That's yeah. it. Um, last but not least, Lions. Dolphins and Bears. Oh my gosh. Okay. Nobody thought Dolphins would be scary, right? Well, welcome to the NFL. Dolphins are a factor, but I'm going to leave you guys with one thing. So the Lions, we all did not expect that at all this year. Um, As a Seahawks fan, I'm very grateful for the Lions. Um, 
and I'm actually very proud of how they like nobody even considered them even a a contending team. Yeah, and starting off one and six, and then finishing out what was it, uh, like eight and something. Yeah. Something like that. It was crazy. (laughs) Like they had a playoff chance is what happened. Yeah. They were up uh, until the last two games. Yeah. And so um, what that organization has done with the head coaching and with, um, you know, Jared Goff actually, you know, taking the time with him that that Jared Goff trade is starting to look like it pays off. I get it that Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl last year. I get it. But in the long run, Jared Goff looks like more of a promise than uh, Matthew Stafford for uh, the Rams. Yeah, because, I mean, Goff was, you know, he was entering his career. You mm-hmm. know, the window's still open. Stafford's getting towards the end. And if he stays healthy, he can play a few more years. But I don't think he's playing till 45 like Tom Brady. But no, he's a solid QB. But I think I think you're right. Like, I think I think Goff's time in Detroit's going to um, pay off well for them. Yeah, I, I expect the Lions, honestly, to win the NFC North next year. I, I really do. Um, if not a really good chance to yeah. dolphins. Um, if anybody out there is a dolphins fan, you guys made playoffs for like the first time in a long time, but and I'm going to tell you guys competitive this. against the bills. <laughs> I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you guys this. Tua is not your quarterback. It's not, he's not, I get it. Like you guys are good with him, but he's not your longevity franchise quarterback. He really is not. Um, I, hopefully expect the dolphins to somewhat use a draft pick for a quarterback. Um, it, Hey, you know, sometimes drafting a quarterback gets under a quarterback that's already there under their skin and makes them play better. Cause they have to fight for that position, fight for that spot. Yeah. So maybe that'll happen with Tua, but I just don't see Tua being the long, the long run haul for, you know, like the next Dan Moreno kind of thing. Like yeah. I, I, I don't see that. Yeah. They haven't had a franchise quarterback since him really. Yeah. So, but congrats to the Dolphins making the playoffs. Uh, it really does show, I'm not going to lie. It shows that one player can make the, all the difference, like Tyreek Hill. Yep. So um, they already had a pretty good defense, but it kind of slumped this year a little bit um, worse than last year, but it was, it was decent. Um, lastly, Bears uh, have the first overall pick yeah. <laughs> for like what, the fourth time in like the last five years besides yeah. the Lions or something. With this um, pick though, do you think they go QB and Justin Fields no. is out? Justin Fields showed that he can actually play very well, um, especially towards like the last half, even though when he got hurt and stuff like that. So there was times where he couldn't play, but healthy. We've seen what he can do with his legs. Um, he he He's, he's okay. I, I would say don't waste your first round pick on a quarterback for sure, especially the first overall pick. Um, but I definitely, they definitely need to rebuild that defense bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they use a, their first round draft pick on an edge rusher for sure. Okay. And that's it for the NFL. So I'm going to throw it over to my throwing partner uh brian over there with the nba we're gonna talk about the nba more importantly in this area we're gonna talk about the lakers and how are they falling apart yeah they are they're falling apart um they're five and five in the last 10 games um they just made a trade a few days ago um they had a nice five game win streak um towards the end of the year from december into uh january earlier this month but i mean one of those wins uh came from the from Sacramento too, so they beat up on the Kings. I mean, only won by a few points, but 
I feel like for the next few years they are crippled. I I personally think they don't make the playoffs this year. Um, no, no. The issue is I don't I don't think they're not struggling offensively. They're struggling defensively. They're letting people like those games they win. They're they win by like six or less points. And like in regulation yeah. too, there's some games where they they score one thirty six and their team has one thirty two. That's that's so much. You should not be letting that many points get in. Like, I mean, make it close, but if you're having a team go over 110 points, like that's terrible. Yeah, definitely. Like the well, defense really needs to pick it up. Well, they got Anthony Davis back, which is good. That'll help a yeah. lot. Um, I think he missed like what a quarter of the season already, something like that. Yeah, he he's been in and out. I know he to start the season he was roughed up a bit. But so that trades, I don't know. I mean, they had their championship, but you know, they well, had like four months off. I don't with as many trade <laughs> as with as many trades as they have done, do they even have draft picks left? I'd I'd have to research that. I don't know. Like I like, honestly don't I know. feel like they do this like every year or before the season starts, and then I'm like, how do they have that draft pick? They don't have anything left. It's almost like um Oh my gosh, I can't even think of the team, but it's not in the NBA. Um, I can't even think of it. Well, I'll give you this example. They are the NBA equivalent of the Angels. They, I wouldn't go that low. I mean, they have bloated contracts to where these guys aren't performing and they can't get rid of them. And it's crippling them for the future because they're just staying in mediocrity and not getting those higher draft picks. Well, okay, so I'm going to say it and probably a lot of people are going to just... I get it if they're mad at me for saying this. LeBron's a problem. LeBron is a problem on that team. I you get it. So? I I hundred percent think he is. I get it that he performs like an MVP. I get it. Okay, but as far as I know, NBA has five players on your team on the court at the same time, right? And with Anthony Davis there, yeah, that that you know that helps a lot both sides of offensively and defensively. I get it. But like the trades that they make, the stuff that, you know, the front office should be doing correctly. LeBron James has his hand in every single little thing. And I get it. He's trying to be like this, hold this legacy. And I'm just going to say it right, right now. He's not the GOAT. Okay. Michael Jordan is 5-0 and all time in the finals. Um, Or sorry, is it 6-0, six? Six right? 5. I'm pretty sure it's 5. Can't remember, but Michael Jordan's a goat. LeBron James is the problem for the Lakers. Um, I get it. He's very competitive and he gets on his team, but a lot of the times he kind of does it to himself where he's self-inflicting with getting his hands on things that he shouldn't be. And then constructive criticism with players and stuff like that. So like the whole Russell Westbrook coming there and he wanted him to to be there and they got him there. He's not playing well. So Right, he's um, coming off the bench. I mean, he's scoring off yeah. the bench, but I think it's with the Lakers. I think, yeah, I I, I agree. LeBron, he they have no cap just space. hand in the pot a lot. Yeah, they have no cap. That's what's crippled them is they can't they can't move this money or even you know have money to spend. Um, and then they let guys go and then bring them back a year later when they're free agent or get cut by their team. But the the issue is like, like you talk about legacy and like. LeBron had his legacy moment. Like he's, I mean, I guess your career is a whole legacy, 
I look at LeBron in in Cleveland, but it's that's, Cleveland. That's like it's LeBron. Cleveland because I would even put Miami over LA. I, you could put that there too, but like he had guys there for him. But think about like Dwayne Wade was there longer than him, um, yeah. Like that type of thing, and they've won previously before that. Um, LeBron was Cleveland, and then he goes to LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they win one, but. There's no legacy. I mean, I guess he has a legacy because he's, you know, he's LeBron James and, you know, he is playing for one of the greatest franchises in NBA history. But to me, you're not like a Laker legacy, I guess I want to say like, and I'm not even like, I like basketball, like, and I, I guess I am a Laker fan, but I'm more a casual fan and just like the NBA in general. And I root for certain players. And I think he's more so just, he's a Laker. And then like when he's gone and retired, like he's not going to be like, the guy that I envision them putting a number up in no. the afters. He's not going to, yeah, he's not going to, he's not going to leave how Michael, jo- Michael Jordan left. Yeah. Cause but, that's the, honestly, that's the biggest comparison is between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. That's, yeah. that's really what it is. Um, In my eyes, Michael Jordan will always be the best. Yeah. And he was six and oh in the yeah, finals. Six, never, six, and never needed a game seven. Right. Uh, um, I, oh yeah, that's right. Cause he put the, the last six one on his other thumb. Yeah. I remember that. Um, but yeah, so we're going to segue into that and from the Kings. So you have this huge belief in the Kings that their time is here. It is now. Yes. yes okay. Um, I'm going to tell you this. I don't follow enough NBA to know a lot of the players. Okay. The only person I really follow for the Kings is Fox. Fox has been there. I think this is like his third or fourth season. Longer. He's actually been there a lot longer. He's been there longer. See, he's only 25. But here's the thing, though, is I've been watching more NBA than usual. And I find it fascinating that I'm watching the Kings a lot more than any other team. I mean, if I had to pick a team, I would always pick the Thunder just because, you know, Seattle moved to OKC and stuff like that. Um, I I like how Memphis plays. So Memphis is cool. But Sacktown has been on the radar. And then I was like scrolling. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are playing really well. They're They're, third in the Western Conference. And they're very young, very young. And it's looking like all those draft picks over time when they suck. And like who there was a time where they were thinking about getting rid of Sacramento. Yeah, they were rumored to come down to Anaheim. Yeah. For a bit. too. Yeah. And so now that they have this going and I've seen I've seen the stadium in the background of the TV, all the seats are filled on primetime games and everything, which is great. Um, I just think, I think Sacramento's got a good chance to make a good run in the playoffs. Do I think they're a championship team? No, but in the next few years, possibly very much. So the way that they're playing. Yeah. They're third in the Western conference. And that's pretty big. Um, They'll make the playoffs for sure. I don't think they'll get even to the, the semifinals. If but, they get to the semifinals, that's a whole win for them. Yeah, whole that's win. huge. But you know, Memphis is huge. They're they're good. Denver's really yeah. good. Um, you can't count out those teams below them too. Yeah, um, they could. You know, Golden State's defending champs, but they can get hot at some point. Um, so. surpass them probably. You know, after the All Star break. But this leads us to the question: East and West. What's the stronger division? I thought you said weast. I thought you said weast. I thought you said weast. Um, in my perspective, the East dominates the West right now. I agree. Um, uh, not just based off of record, but off of players and how they're performing. 
Um, also, the competitiveness in the East, like when they do play conference um, games against each other, um, it, it doesn't even matter if you're the 15th seed in the East or yeah. the eighth seed. It doesn't matter if you're playing the number one from the 15. It, it's a it's a duel the whole time. Yeah. I think the, um, I think those teams in the East are a lot more rounded in yeah. regards to players. I think, you know, you look at you look at uh, like Boston, for instance. Mm hmm. It's not just one or two guys like some of the West Coast teams. It's, you know, it's the couple guys, um, Tatum and Brown, and then it's, you know, they have three other guys on the court plus their bench, and they have depth yeah. that can really pull those wins together. Um, the top eight um, in the East have a 5-10 winning percentage or better. Their that's, top that's three really teams, high. That's really their, high. Their top three teams are 630 for the winning percentage. Isn't one of them Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland is the fifth seed. Ooh, but Boston's okay, so Boston's is it Milwaukee? thirty-five and fifteen. Milwaukee's third. Yeah, it goes Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, and then Brooklyn. Phil Philly's riding that hot streak right now. I don't know if they did win. Was it? Did they play tonight? I think they were supposed to be playing tonight. They were on As a six-game win streak. They are. They won one forty-one to one thirty-one. So they're on a seven-game win streak now. So yeah. they are cooking. Um, but yeah, definitely the East is more dominant over the West for sure. That's our third straight one for the the Bucks. No, no, no. Oh, I was talking about the uh, Sixers. Oh, the Sixers. Oh, yeah. I just gave you the Bucks score. My bad. They didn't. Play My bad. Tonight. They do play tonight, or they don't. They don't. No. Oh, they don't. Okay, they play tomorrow. Oh, as of this is Friday. Yeah, yeah, it looks like they play tomorrow. Okay, got it. Yeah, they play the Nuggets. That'd be a good Ooh, match. That'll be Nuggets. great. That'll be yeah. great. Um, so what else do we have left on the NBA? Uh, let's talk MVP talk. Okay. And who do you, who do you have uh for MVP so far? Well, everything's pointing to Luca. Luka Doncic with Dallas. Everything's pointing in that direction. But I'm gonna veer off a little bit. Okay. And I'm gonna get my hopes up that finally Joel Embiid gets an MVP. Okay. Um. He has the numbers for it. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, he has the record to show for it. He, I don't know. He, I feel like he's gotten snubbed the last two years with it. Yeah, I mean, the Joker. I mean, they're almost identical players, but you know, the Joker takes it. But I'm my picks, Luca. My picks, Ben Luca. Um, he did leave last night though with an ankle injury. Um, and there went over the Suns. So I'm hoping he comes back and doesn't miss too much time. I don't think he will. Um, I mean, he's done this before, so. Yeah. Um, I think the Mavs aren't where they are without him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they have these role player guys who on any given day, they can come out and score you 25 plus. Um, I feel like Philly and even Boston, um, when talking about like Jason Tatum and stuff is, you know, they have they have more depth on their team, I believe, than than Dallas does. And yeah. Um Dallas isn't even in the conversation if it's not for Luca. So this could really hurt him, but you're going by off one player like hey, Mark Cuban is trying to pull something there in Dallas, so yeah. We'll see if they can, you know, they made playoffs last year, so um, Yeah, they're sticking around, you know, they're they're sixth right now. Um they've been hit or miss um recently. Um they're lucky they're in the west. That's yeah, why. <laughs> they're 3 and 7 in their last 10, which is pretty tough. That's gross. That's yeah. gross. You got to fix that. You got to clean it up. You know, if you want to be a dog, then you got to play like a dog in the backyard. And yeah. Go ham on that digging holes, fighting hey, sticks, Boston, pulling ropes. 
Boston's lost three straight. So but that's the East. Not yeah. worried about the East. The West is yeah. the weak sauce. We don't yeah, want we'll the see. West weak. We'll see sauce. how Philly does against Denver. Denver has the better record. It'll be interesting. Very, very, very yeah. interesting. Let's um, stick with uh, hoops and head over okay. to uh, lower division, as in college. As I got wow. my, U they get paid to play now, young. Brian. Okay, it's not, not as lower much division. as NBA players. <laughs> it's all of likeness of the player. Apparently, that's how it works. I, oh, okay. I, I don't know how you generate that into to money, but apparently it does. Um, so college hoops, college basketball. Well, we're getting closer to March Madness. So March yeah. Madness is slowly coming, but we're coming closer to conference titles. Yeah. Um, first things first, nobody expected Purdue to be number one. That's no. that's a crazy thing, especially in the Big Ten. Big Ten's a big college um conference, a big college basketball conference, let alone football too, but college basketball, I think they're better at. Um but yeah, Purdue is at number one. I don't know if, if people really follow until March Madness, but yes, Purdue is topping people. Um, but I do want to get your take, though, Brian. So there's a big SEC matchup coming up uh, for college basketball. It's between Tennessee and Alabama. Uh, Alabama is currently ranked number two in the polls. Tennessee is ranked three in the polls. Does I want to I want to know whoever wins this game. Whoever wins this game wins the SEC. For which, sorry. For the Alabama versus screen. Tennessee game. Oh, who's got it? Yeah. And does uh, that jurisdict who wins the SEC? I think it does. I think it jurisdicts who wins the SEC. And I think I think Tennessee pulls it out. Okay. So Tennessee pulling the upset over Alabama. Yeah. And with that, we're going to jump over to women's college basketball. Um, UConn. Always, you know, the number one seed, the always the undefeated women's college basketball team. It's like, it's crazy what they've done the past few years, but, or actually not few, but many years. But now they have two losses in regular season, which is like unheard of. Yeah. I, you think they're slipping, right? I don't, yeah. I don't think they are. Like, they're still such a powerhouse of a team. They're still ranked fifth. They lost to Maryland. They lost to Notre Dame. They're 18 and two. I believe Notre Dame is above them, though, in the rankings, correct? I'll have to double-check that. I don't think Notre Dame is ranked at all, to be honest. But I'll okay, have to double-check so if that. they're losing against unranked teams, then that's a whole conversation yeah. to have. Um, um, But we'll see how they hold up against Villanova. Um, yeah. But most of their, like, challenges in close games have been to the ranked teams. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't think they're slipping. They're still tops. They're going to be in the conversation for, you know, Final Four. Like I got gotcha. you. I don't think they're slipping. I think two losses is just two losses. You know, you a team meshes. You know, stuff happens. They pick themselves up, and they're still eighteen and two. That's huge. No, don't get me wrong. They're still great. It's not UConn though. That's not the UConn I know. Yeah. Um, but if anybody else needs to know, South Carolina's women's college basketball on a twenty-game win streak, having the number one seed, they are undefeated. Um, they were in the championship last year too. Um, and they did win it. And I do believe they did win it. Fact check that we'll, we'll have to fact check check that. Um, but let's move on really quick as we wind down to the very end. of. Also though, don't forget LSU women's basketball is on a 20 game winning streak as well. There you go. So everything in the, well, South Carolina is in, uh, the ACC. I do believe, I think, 
I can't remember everything. South Carolina did win last year. They did win last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as we wind down this podcast, we're going to finish off a lot of you guys are probably like, where's the baseball? You guys always talk about baseball. It's baseball. This baseball, that. baseball. Yeah. Like that's like your heart's made out of leather and laces. Like what yep. and my string. aorta pumps out strings. That's yep. what you guys are asking. Um, it's not baseball season, folks. I get it. It's the off season. There's trades and everything like that. So we're going to keep it simple. We're going to build up to spring training. Me yep. and Brian have this conversation. You know, let's, let's, let's get everybody on their toes little cringe action yeah we're gonna build up we're gonna do division per episode um this episode we are talking our division mm-hmm. as you a mariners fan and me an yes. angels fan the al west let's break down the al west who won the off season let's start there who won the off season yeah who won the off season for the al west out of those five teams who had the best off season where they addressed their needs astros really I think I get I get it because Justin Verlander's gone. Oh, they didn't fill that role. I mean, like the rotations are solid. Yeah. Um, they lost Yuli Gurriel, filled it with Jose Abreu. Yeah. Um, and that's all they needed. They didn't really need to fill anything. They re-signed Michael Brantley, which was big. Um, we'll get to him later on my end. But this is gonna sound biased of me, but Angels won. As an Angels fan, <laughs> they did the most and addressed those needs. They built depth pieces with good major league talent and smaller trades and, you know, didn't break the bank for a lot of guys, but, you know, they signed a pitcher. Their rotation's a little bit lefty heavy, but they have these guys just in case if and when Anthony Rendon goes down <laughs> because he's made of glass, they have Gio Urshela manning third and not Matt Duffy. No offense to Matt Duffy, but they have a guy that's proven and a good defender and I just feel like they've they've hit those they've hit those spots and you know they signed you know they trade for Hunter Renfro and you know they sign Estevez Carlos Estevez for the bullpen to potentially be their closer like they got these guys and I think they're pretty solid. I look at the Angels as if they had a hole in their tube of a little flotation device and they put a temporary seal on it where it still leaks, but it doesn't, um, you know, let out as much as it was before. That's how I look at it. I feel like the Band-Aid was their owner, but we can get to that on a different time. Definitely. um, Um, I'm actually surprised your Mariners didn't make more moves um, to get better. You know, I think I'm not going to question it because they did make playoffs last year for the first time in 21 years. Secondly, um, a lot of those guys that are still there were there last year. And so we know how well they play, Um, you know, coming, like you said, from a bias standpoint, I think we're okay. We got the the Tay Oscar thing was perfect. I love that. And the Colton Long one. I love both of those. Honestly, if that's all they did the whole time, which they did a couple other signings like Tommy LaStella and stuff like that. for like And AJ Pollock. And AJ Pollock. Those are depth guys. But like those two trades. I'm fine with like, if that's all they want to do, like you filled a lot there and you kept a lot of the guys back. So um, with that, I'm going to say the Rangers are fake news. Um, yep, same <laughs> fake news. You could sign as many Cy Young winners, MVPs, whatever you want. Um, they got to perform. And especially when they're starting to get wrinkly old. So, yep. Especially um, when, you know, their two top pitching signings pitched, uh, you know, DeGrom pitched 64 innings last year. Yeah. So, and of all the, they 20 games. So, 
but let's let's segue into that into uh talking about the mb the mvp for each of those teams and then the player that needs a comeback season okay so i'm gonna go really quick um because i know we're getting short on time here uh so the first thing is for the rangers i got mvp Corey seager um i have the a's someone i'm just gonna say someone (laughs) (laughs) i have seth brown for the a's seth brown makes sense i like it i'll take it um and then Mariners, I'm going to go with Tay Oscar. Uh-huh. And I don't think Julio is going to have an MVP, like a great season, but not like Tay Oscar. I think he's going to have a great season. Um, okay. Who am I missing? Astros, uh, Carlos Pena is, or sorry. Jeremy, Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena, sorry. Um, and then the Angels, I'm going to go Shohei. He's going to have another yeah. one. Um, the bounce back for each one, though, for the uh, for the Rangers, I know he had a, still a solid season, but Marcus Simeon puts up better numbers. Yeah. Um, for the rain or for the the A's, I'm gonna go with uh, Colin Pache. He had a really down year and is a big prospect. Christian uh, Pache. Christian Pache. Gosh, yeah, from the Braves. Yeah. Um, Mariners, I'm gonna go with JP. JP mm-hmm. needs to have a bounce back year. Angels, I'm gonna say um, Matt Walsh. Has Jared Walsh. Jared Walsh. I, yeah, dude, I don't okay. know what it is. And then for the Astros, I'm going to say Michael Brantley. Yeah. Okay. So that leads me to Michael Brantley. He's my comeback for the Astros. Just because he got hurt last year, he missed the rest of the season. MVP, Jordan Alvarez. Um, Texas, I have the MVP as Nathaniel Lowe. And their uh, comeback, I can't believe I'm saying this, just because his innings are down. Jacob deGrom, <laughs> comeback player for them. Oakland, Seth Brown, MVP. Come back, Ramon Liriano. Uh, Seattle, I have, uh, yeah. <laughs> for Seattle, I have Julio. And I have come back, Jared Kelenic. If Let's that happens, happens, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Angels, my guy, Otani. And then come back, Anthony Rendon. If that happens for the Angels, uh, it's a whole another ball game in that division. But with that, folks, we are re- uh, we are done for today's first comeback episode uh welcome back Woo-hoo. thank you guys episode for listening 27 so the much. first time in two years exactly so uh expect us you know once a week and with that i'm just gonna say you guys have a great day and be kind be nice and just have a fantastic time fantastic week enjoy football everybody love everybody thanks for listening bye guys bye